back. Brand new episode of the Roarcast. I know everybody's been waiting for a new episode. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined by Kyle Matrician, presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. That's right. So welcome back. Kyle, good to see you. Good to see you. I've seen you. Yeah, we've seen but, each other. It's not know, like we the haven't people seen haven't seen us together yes. in a few weeks. So. It's been a while since we've been on the Twitch. I did a whole shave and it all grew back already. So yep. that's how long it's, it's been. It's Kyle having, not having a beard, but we've been uh, taking a little bit of a pause. We've uh, been a little bit sensitive to uh, our men's golf team competing uh, at the Doc right. Gimler a few weeks ago. And then we had uh, commencement week last week. So, but we're going to be back. We're going to finish out our spring sport coverage. Uh, we're going to have a good episode today with women's golf. That's right. And we also had uh, our students before graduation studying for their finals. Of course. And then finals yeah. week. So we had a, you know, we took a, took an unannounced break. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to leave everybody hanging, but yeah, you know, we're okay. going to be back. We got that's two, okay. two episodes lined up. So you're going to see us this week and next week for sure. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed uh, pyramid last night, our season debut of that. Hopefully you have a few more episodes of that. And I think that's going to be good. I'm pretty, pretty excited for the rest yeah. of this year. Pretty excited. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, and then we get to turn our attention to, uh, you know, the Olympics and getting ready for what we hope to be a fun uh, fall competition season when we get back into action. So, good, good signs. Mike, I was on. Uh, before you know it, we'll be back in the office doing this. I, well, I might just be... keep the virtual background anyway. Oh, of course. Gonna, we should just record from our cubes and we'll just keep the virtual background. Yeah, we, I mean, we're going to have to anyway. We still have to remain That's social true. distance. That's so. true. That's true. No, but it's been a... Uh, you know, I was on campus today, went to the Baker and uh, the Dodge Fitness Center and uh, ran a few errands and picked up a few things and met our new that? assistant field hockey coach. Got to see, you know, our baseball coaches and Pat Desir, our, our new guest co-host at times. Columbia employees in person. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. To so, me. And then went down to Dodge and saw a few more people, Joe Quinlan, Jackie Blackett. And it's just starting to, you know, feel like a little bit more normal. You know, it's... Uh, we're getting closer. You tell me you were going to go to Park Terrace Deli. Did you, in fact? I didn't do that. Terrace? I didn't follow through on that. I wasn't quite hungry at the time I needed to make the move from right. Baker to Dodge. So, but next time, all right. You know, there's Lots open successful. space. Maybe, uh, maybe me and you will work a day at Baker next week and we'll do that. Maybe, maybe. I'll just work permanently at Baker, Mike. Maybe I'll just set up my own workspace. You know, I'll be yeah. like Nelly from The Office. I'll just squat. <laughs> In a room. It's, good, it's a good plan. And if I sit there long enough, it just becomes my office. It's a great plan. Yeah. Well, stay tuned uh, to see where we're going to be working from. <laughs> Either a Baker or Dodge, or not at our actually regularly scheduled desks. So stick around for that. All right. Well, I think uh, there's no better time than now to throw it to break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll have Jennifer Wang joined by Donnie Stevenson. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, you understood that joke. No, we'll have, uh, we'll have Jennifer Wang, uh, Jr. on the women's golf team when we come back. So stick around. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. 
For more information, visit nyp.org today. Welcome back to the Roarcast presented by Jag One Physical Therapy. First episode in a few weeks, but we're happy to be joined now by our guest, Jennifer Wang from the women's golf team, a rising senior now. She said she can't believe it when we were talking before we came on the podcast from Solon, Ohio, but she said she's joining us from New York, still near campus. So how is the city, Jennifer? Hey, um, thanks for having me. It's great as always. Um, yeah, this semester I've been around New York, last semester too, so it's been nice just to be in our familiar city. <laughs> Do you have any plans to go home this summer or are you in New York all summer? So I guess for this May, we just finished finals, right? Um, I'll be going to Florida to play some golf, hang out with some friends. And then after that, I'll go home to Ohio for two weeks before coming back to New York City. Nice. Thanks. So what's it been like, you know, this year has been a kind of a whirlwind. Can you believe it's been over a year with remote classes and, you know, all that stuff? What's what's I guess, what's been the feeling of, you know, seeing how things have progressed throughout the spring even? Yeah, um, it's been crazy to say the least, just to see the progression of everything and how far we've come along as a country as in our whole life and just how things have really changed, whether it's for worse or for better. I think we learned a lot through it. Um, being here in the city, it's, I guess, been uplifting to see uh, like the, or, a, just like testing, very convenient testing protocols. And then from there on, like the vaccine rollout, that was really exciting news and got my uh, appointment time at Learner as soon as I could, told my friends to get it. So now I'm double vaxxed Pfizer. Um, so yeah, it's great. It feels like we're heading back to what we perceive to be normal. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> Mike, Team Pfizer. I'm Team Pfizer. Are you Team yeah. Pfizer, Mike? Yeah, we're all Pfizer here. We're all Pfizer. Yes. So I have to ask you. So you've had both doses, you said, right? Yes. Double vaxxed. Did did the, the did you get the day after second dose? Like, I, I don't even know if you call it a hangover or what. It was, it knocked me out. Honestly, yeah. I, definitely some hangover type thing. Like, I felt so fatigued. My muscles were sore. Um, but I'm happy I didn't get a fever or anything more than that. But honestly, it was just a lot of fatigue. So I stayed in bed for like more, most of the day. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. crazy to me. I, I, so I got mine in like the middle of the afternoon, the second dose on, I forget what day it was. And then I was fine that night. I was fine the next morning. And then all of a sudden it was about 24 hours later. I was, excuse me, I was out. And I was like, man, I am really tired. And then I got home and I was like dizzy. And I was like, I need to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. You out. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was just like, I just felt very like, like it, it, I felt like in a fog yeah. the day after. And it wasn't like, I wasn't super tired. I didn't take a nap or anything, but like, I just kind of felt like a cloud over me. And then like five o'clock the next day, I was just kind of sitting down and just kind of like washed over me. Like it was kind of like, it was kind of almost like instantaneous. It was a weird feeling. That's interesting. Like instantaneous I don't know if it came on or that it went away? It went away. Like it washed, okay. like, yeah. Like, That's interesting. Yeah. It was very went, like instantaneous when I was like, oh, I feel like myself again. It was, I don't know. It's great. It's been great, over, you know, since then. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you take those side effects over the alternative every day. Oh, yeah. Week. Oh, 100%. 100%. And 
I'll feel a lot safer golfing this year, which is why I'm glad we have Jennifer on our podcast. Jen, I like to golf. If, uh, if it's the weekend, I didn't last weekend, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I love to play. You would destroy me on a golf course. <laughs> it's fun. Did you pick it up during COVID or? Oh, no, I, I played in high school. I was actually on my high school team, but I was like number five or number six on like a not very great high school team. So, um, yeah, I was like probably shooting in like for nine because in high school, did, is it is it the same way for you? You played nine holes? Yeah, nine hole matches in high school golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, on a like good day, I'd be in the 40s. But then on like a, on like a most days when I was in high school, granted, this is like oh, more than 10 years ago now, I'd be, I'd be in like the low fifties. So now and that's though, what I'm at today. So don't, <laughs> don't feel so bad. Today. <laughs> said today. I've been driving the ball so well this year. I'm like, so, it, it just helps so much when you can put the ball in the fairway off the tee. Yeah. Because if you, if you can't keep the ball on the course, basically off the tee, it's like, it, it just kills you. You know, that's so true. I have like my coach knows that I love my driver. And if my driver's not going well, the rest of my game doesn't feel as confident. That's just how I am. But I love making sure it's in the right placement from the get go. <laughs> now, do you hit like a, do you hit a little draw, a little fade? Do you pretty much just hit it straight? Um, I guess ideally I'm just like a straight hitter, but okay. my tendency and my a go-to shot would be baby draw yes oh baby draw that's like on your drives or on all your shots on all my shots basically yeah nice I have a hard time drawing my irons this is what we're, this is what we're gonna do now Mike sorry we've taken over okay I have, a, <laughs> I have a hard time drawing my drawing my irons I feel like with my irons I'm probably gonna hit a fade if I hit it well mm-hmm. but with my driver when I was in high school I hit it and that's when I learned how to play yeah. I hit a, a ridiculously bad, it wasn't a fade, it was a slice. And I just, and I would just play the slice, right? Cause I was like learning how to play. And I was like, well, I'm just going to aim 50 yards left and know that it's hopefully going to come back. And uh, I, I, when I was in college, I so badly wanted to get rid of that, that I like taught myself how to hit a draw. Like, just like, you know, by looking at videos and knowing like, all right, I've got to, you know, try and come in, in to out on the swing and I, you know, know what you got to do with the club head. And now my miss is a bad hook instead of a, if I, if I, if I miss the drive, which is fine, which is what, yeah. what I generally prefer. So yeah. with the yeah. draw, I think you get an extra distance and with the, yeah, on the bounce too, on the yeah. bounce. Yeah. Because it's got top spin on it instead of backspin. So <laughs> exactly. especially if you hit like a, like a, you know, a good draw, not if you pop one up, but you know, yeah. All right. How far, how far do you, how far do you hit your drives? I want to know. I want to know. Um, I hit my drive, like I would say average 240 and a good drive would be like 245, 250 maybe if it's dry. Okay. Um, carry it, I would say like 225, 230. Okay, I feel like we're pretty comparable then. That makes me feel, makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> I, you probably outdrive me Kyle, most of the time. Kyle, you didn't finish second at the Ivy League tournament in 2019. No, no, no. <laughs> like I, Jennifer. <laughs> let, me, let me be clear. <laughs> A good drive for me goes 230, 240 range, right? If we're you know, taking all the other variables out, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't always happen nearly as consistently as it happens for Jennifer. <laughs> That's the key. <laughs> Jennifer is much more consistent than your average golfer. 
So you see, I, I was trying to slightly transition to back to you and not Kyle's golf game. So. I just want to talk about my golf game. I'm here to I'm here to just sponge don't, don't give everything me from tips, Jennifer, okay? and then I can go out there and use passion. it. I love the passion. <laughs> I'm here for it. So let's get back to you for one second, and we'll go back to you know okay. whatever tips. As long as we come back, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get back there. I'm sure we will because we're get, we just go in circles here. So you came on the scene as a first year. You had a you know really strong uh, year in 2018-19. Uh, walk us through your your season and how confident were you going into that Ivy League championship? And you know was it a little bit of a surprise for you how well you played there? Yeah. Um, wow, it's crazy to talk about because that was I guess my last full um, Columbia season, and now I'm a senior, and that was when I was a freshman, which is one of the shocking things that. I don't know, maybe we'll get into later, but hopping from freshman year to senior year, it's kind of a, a process to take in, I guess. Um, but I'd say going into college, I was really excited to finally compete with a team. Prior to college golf, it's always been like very independent. Um, you kind of have your own tournament schedule and I really got to understand what it meant to be on a team. And it really does make a difference who I surround myself with and how my teammates are. And it really made me learn how to be a good teammate and like understand the values in that. Um, and I guess in the fall, it was just, I had a pretty, I was learning more things about my golf game than what I had expected. Honestly, my golf game got a lot more consistent after uh, like entering college golf. Uh, Coach Weeks, she helped me tremendously with course management and just like controlling like the shape of my shots as me and Kyle were mentioning beforehand. But um, going into the spring, it was interesting because we got to do our international training trip to Portugal that year. So 2019, we were in Portugal for 10 days, I want to say. And that was an incredible like world-class experience. Um, we were definitely like, it was a good trip. It was a once in a lifetime experience, got to play beautiful courses. Um, and I think that was in, like very impactful to how I performed in the season for the spring, because I got to play on grass in so, like somewhere that was relatively warm. And growing up in Ohio, I was always used to taking the winter off, which wasn't that big of a transition going into college golf, but it was, um, I guess it made me more prepared for like the winter season, but then going to Portugal, playing golf on grass, it was like a good like way to get back into it. Cause our first tournament of the spring season always happens like mid to end February. Um, and I guess going into that tournament, the first tournament of the season, I played a lot better than what my previous years in high school, when I would have my first tournament back um, right after like a winter season. And I was like, okay, my training, my practice with the team indoors on turf is really paying off, even though it's hard to tell with like a simulator or just on turf, like practicing chips and putts. Um, it clearly like the, the training and like, I guess like maybe the muscle memory was making, like it was showing up, which made me excited. Um, and that was good momentum going into our spring break training trip and our following tournaments. Um, yeah. And I guess you were mentioning like how I felt going into the tournament. I really didn't know what to expect because we had maybe one tournament, the Princeton Invitational in the fall, which was solely like all the Ivy Leagues were there. But then the other tournaments we kind of travel about and it's like different schools, maybe like one or two of the league will be there, but not everyone. So I really hadn't seen like 
everyone compete and what everyone was doing. And being a freshman, I had no idea like what the talent was. Um, so after the first round, I was leading and that kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, wow, like I really have a chance here. Um, and I don't know, I guess I, I, at first I was shocked, but I knew that the work that I had put in was building up. And I think coach kept on reminding me that like when we were practicing and our tournaments leading up to the championship, she was like, you clearly have, have worked hard every single practice. Like you show up, you come with the right mentality. You're not just there to like show time. You're there to, to work. In golf, it's, it's kind of a different animal too, because, you know, sometimes a course plays into a player's strength. Did you feel like that course really played into what you were doing at that time? Or, you know, talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. The course was called the Ridge at Backbrook. Um, absolutely love that course. Obviously I might be biased because I played well there. Um, <laughs> but I think in the practice round, my coach and even going into it or mid practice round, my coach was like, wow, this course, like you play, you play it well. Cause there are a couple holes that it worked in my favor. Like we were talking about ball shaping, like having that draw, it helped. Um, and it was slightly longer and I'm a pretty long hitter, I would say. So, um, all, all in all, like, I think just, it was a course that I felt comfortable on and I felt like I could shoot low, um, put myself in the position to make birdies and, um, post a score that was competitive. Um, but yeah, I actually, the championship for 20, 2020 championship would have been there. Um, this spring, obviously like we didn't really, I don't think they like determined a location, but we do know that for 2022 championship. So my senior spring, we will be back at the Ridge at Backbrook, um, which I am super excited about, um, just good memories and hoping to perform well there again. I was going to ask, did you play there before the 2019 Ivy League championship at all? I have never played there before, um, brand new course, but you it, obviously get a practice run. Is it a one day? Is it a one? This just the day before. Yeah, just the day okay. before the three day competition. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you know during that practice round? I mean, I mean, it, it was a couple of years ago now, and you were a freshman or first year. Uh, but did you did you have a good practice round uh, before the tournament started? Do you remember? Mm, I'm trying to think back on it. Um... And I know sometimes during the practice rounds, you kind of like, yeah, you're, I don't know if you're keeping score or not, but you like take multiple shots in certain locations and, you know, you're afforded to do stuff like that. Yeah, I would say nothing really special happened in the practice round. Uh, for me, I don't really keep track of score. I'm really just trying to like get a feel for it. If I keep track of score, sometimes it like messes up like mental game wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just remember practicing around the greens a lot. Our coach kept on emphasizing that, uh, making sure you can make up and downs when you need to. Yeah, nothing really special stuck out. Just, I liked the course, thought it was nice. Yeah. Um, liked the layout, was just having a good time with my teammates because in our practice rounds, all like five of the lineup, we play in one group. Got it. And you touched on Coach Weeks a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about, for those that don't know about playing for her and what it's been like, especially this, this last year during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, just in general about her or just. Okay. Yeah. We'll start in general and then we can follow up with anything specific we want to know more about. Yeah. So coach Amy Weeks, uh, she is, I mean, she has been amazing. She's 
so passionate about the game and she's so passionate about her players and her players performing well, um, not only on the golf course, but really all aspects of life. Uh, that's something that I really appreciate about her. She really tries, she's all about character. I think that's her main thing. And that goes a long way, I think, beyond score and just beyond golf. She talks about character a lot and us being good human beings. Um, and just, it's, she's a really great coach and has made me grown in tremendous ways as a golfer and also as a human being, um, just teaching me important life values and um, just, yeah, all around great. And I think in terms of touching upon like this past year, um, because I opted in to practice and everything, I've seen her a lot. I'm the only woman golfer, like from the women's team that's back. So we've had like one-on-one -on -one time for at least this past week, like every day we see each other. Um, and for the past, I guess, since February, end of February, when we were able to do athletic activity, I've been able to see her, um, talk to her, really speak about things that maybe you can't really do in a group setting, but, um, have really enjoyed the one-on-one -on -one time because she has a lot to offer. Um, yeah. Wanted to ask, uh, since you came to college, like, what do you think has been the biggest improvement in your game? And maybe Coach Weeks has been a part of that improvement. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like, yeah, if you can like re remember back to being a high school senior now that you're a college senior. Yeah. Like I said, I think my game has improved in terms of consistency, but the specifics into that, that feeds into that consistency would be course management, controlling my shots, not just trying to hit it as far as you can, which I like to do, but she taught me that maybe on a par five, like you don't want to go for it or like just use your three wood as soon as you can. Maybe you place it to a yardage where, you know, your third shot, you'll have a good approach in because that's the approach shot that you're comfortable with. Um, She's really just taught me how to be smart on the golf course, whether that's hitting a different type of shot when the wind is blistering, which definitely helped me in numerous tournaments, both in college and also when I play AM events, like outside, that, that's like non-collegiate affiliated. Um, and mental game wise, I think has also improved in terms of accepting what has happened and just moving past that and keep on going that go-getter mentality especially in team golf one stroke even like if you get a triple on a trip on a hole versus a double that one stroke does make a difference um because it adds up uh yeah just i'm taking notes i'm taking notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i definitely have learned a lot and it's like a lot to soak in and i'm grateful for every moment of it and like Every time I can have a conversation with coach, I know I'm learning something. Um, maybe I don't realize it in the moment, but I know like down the line when I look back onto it, I'm, I'm grateful. JAG One Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG One team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information.
We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. I've got to ask this question. Yeah, go for because it. Because I'm sure people, I don't know. I don't know if, I'm sure you've been asked this question before. Have you ever hit a hole-in-one? Oh, this question. Okay, I have never <laughs> hit a hole-in-one, which for me is very frustrating just because I've come so close. And I would say like the strong part of my game is my, like like it's my irons. Like I, when I'm playing well, my irons, I can stick it close. And your make- long irons or your short irons? Uh, all of them I mean obviously like shorter irons are easier to stick it yeah. close, but I think yeah. overall I'm a solid iron player and okay. if I'm playing like solid and I feel confident I knock it in close and birdies don't really come from miraculous putts for me it's more so about me giving myself lots of opportunities to have one putts if I'm not gonna two putt it yeah. um, so I've like stuck it close in within like a three foot radius or or two foot radius but mm-hmm. have never actually had a hole in one which is unfortunate it'll happen i I haven't i haven't had one either i have come so close (laughs) i know i feel like i feel like if you haven't had a hole in one you always have like i've come so close i know i was like like i want to i don't know if i was in high school i forget but i was like it was like within like a foot or a foot it was like a tap in and i'm like (laughs) i know what's the what's the like the furthest distance that you've like ever put it in the whole like hold out from hold hold out from um yeah. it was actually in a practice round i think it was like mm, i want to say like 140 oh nice yeah nice. that's cool would you make like an eagle or something um yeah it was an eagle but it was during a practice run so it didn't really count i mean but, but it, it, count, it counts for your ego that's true. <laughs> your pride <laughs> i didn't see it go in i like got onto the green and the ball disappeared i'm like where did it go <laughs> you know how many times <laughs> you know when you walk up to the green and it's kind of like a blind shot into the green and then you don't see the ball immediately and it's so funny how often even my first reaction is just is it in the hole <laughs> and then you like casually walk by the hole and like look down yeah, just no, to like no. you don't want to <laughs> it's like that heart attack of like oh did my ball like go ob like if there's ob in the back or oh perhaps like i don't know i got lucky and I, it's in the hole yeah i just want a quick quick plug to yeah. my game uh <laughs> Back, last, to back, even, back to me. Back to me. I let, it, I let it go for a while. No, I let it go for a long time. You need to I, come come watch us play whenever we're like close by. Jen, uh, maybe I'll be the golf SID coming up soon. I would love. You know, the problem is I wouldn't get any work done that way. I would just. I I actually used to cover. I I used to work at Wofford College and I covered the men's and women's golf teams. We we play and Wofford's tournament. I used to help run that tournament. Oh, really? Yeah, that's low perfect. country intercollegiate. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our spring break is there every or since I was a freshman. That was where my spring yeah. break. I think Columbia came there. If I remember correctly, I wouldn't have like it wouldn't have like stuck out to me when I worked there. But and <laughs> I hold I hold out twice last fall from like both. It was from the same distance both times. It wasn't okay. it, was, it was like a, my favorite club in my bag is my gap wedge. Love my gap wedge. I will always use it if I'm inside 100 yards. I will just always use it no matter what kind of shot I'm playing. (laughs) And I hold out twice from, I think I was about 60 yards both times. And I like watched it go in both times and it was amazing. That's amazing. I'm impressed. Thank you. Quick plug. I'll need to see it though in in real real time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Well, where are we playing, Jen? You tell me. You tell I, you. You can probably get me into some nicer courses than you know <laughs> Hendricks Field Golf Course in Belleville. So. <laughs> I was, it was actually funny today. I was telling Kyle earlier, I was on campus today. I saw Coach Weeks for a minute and Peter Pilling, our athletic director, was out there and Peter was struggling with something on the golf course while he was fundraising or something like that. And Amy was, you know, Give he was a just- a hard time. Not, a little hard time, but like, you know, he was, she was tr actually trying to help him a little bit. He was trying to explain like his grip or something. And Jackie Blackett walked out and she's like, don't be giving those tips for free. Like, that's 150 an hour. Like, yes. I was like, I mean, I had practice with coach and that was right before. And she was telling me how um, Peter, Peter Pilling has been playing a lot of golf and she was trying to give him some tips. <laughs> I see fun. if they work, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't give, I would give love to see Peter play golf. I, if he's been playing a lot, I want to see the improved swing. I, don't, I haven't seen any swing, so it wouldn't look improved to me, but have you seen Peter play before? I have not. Um, okay. I think he came to watch one day, but I haven't seen his swing. Hopefully we'll see it one day. He's like a tall, lengthy guy. So I feel like he could, he could get a lot in that swing. Yeah. We'll see. I've seen his baseball swing though. So I don't know. At a softball fundraiser. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like baseball and softball, the swing will make you probably like either hook it type thing. They have, they have a lot of swing speeds, so he can probably hit it far. <laughs> you know what I did, speaking of swing speeds, uh, this past winter? Again, throwing it back to me here, because I just love this golf podcast that we have. Yeah. I didn't even think about this, And we get to do it again next week, too, because we're going to have... Gosh, it's going to be... Oh, God, I'm <laughs> so in my comfort zone right now. You're going to be unbearable. <laughs> with Arjun or John? <laughs> uh, Arjun right now, hopefully John, too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, getting back to me, um, <laughs> for the I did indoor golf for the first time this past winter because uh, you know you don't think I would have never thought about that stuff pre-pandemic, but like I, I started looking into like some indoor golf places in the winter because you know you can like be spaced out in there and you're in your own little booth and stuff like that, yeah. and then I got to like get all those measurements like your swing speed, you know, like the thing you know, the thing that you're so used to having i'm sure at the columbia facilities but it was it was cool for me to be able to see all that information ball speed launch angle all that with a track band or with a what <laughs> a track band is just like a tech device that gives all those um numbers so i went to like two or three different places i don't okay. know i don't know gotcha <laughs> i don't know i forget the name of the program too yeah i enjoyed it though it was fun Good information, really yeah, informational. Very good information. The numbers are good, especially, I mean, for me, I'm like a very detail-oriented person. So I like looking at that stuff. Yeah, it's fun. Definitely fun to look at. And then for me, I'm sure your clubs are fitted, but mine are not. So, you know, I, I at some point I need to get fitted clubs. So, because I have a huge problem hitting long irons mm. because I'm a shorter guy. Gotcha. And so like most standard clubs, are like a little once especially once I get to the long irons are a little bit too long for me and the lie yeah. angle on the club face is like heel into the ground because it's yeah. too long I know yeah you got to get the correct cuts and then the correct angle adjustments and everything yeah so yeah. my next set of clubs it's been like eight years so I feel like it's coming soon mm -hmm. what are you swinging I... I don't know if we're allowed to plug this so I don't know but just tell me anyway what kind of clubs do you hit oh um I mean there's no secret to that I played I played tailor-made mostly um, my wedges, 
or my tailor-mades are 790s and then my uh, wedges are like Titleist Vokies and my putter is a Titleist um, Scotty Cameron. Nice, what's your driver? Driver's tailor-made, I'm, uh, not the M6, that's my last one. It's the SIM, the swing in motion driver for tailor-made. That's cool. I have all Cobra clubs, uh, but my clubs are, like I said, from like 2013. They're amp cells and the technology is severely outdated. Yeah. <laughs> so before we let you go, I wanted to talk a, a, a couple more things. Uh, tell us, you know, obviously your phase of athletic activity experience is a little bit different from other sports. You're not a close contact sport. So what was that like when you were able to start going with coach and what have you been working on to get you ready for senior year? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, I'm the only golfer from the women's team that's here. But uh, at first, since it was cold and we couldn't really travel off campus, um, we weren't able to go out on a golf course. So it was mostly just us in the indoor facilities, which includes like our simulator. So we can see like a, um, I don't know, like a computer, like in the ball, like moving, which is pretty good, but obviously not like the real deal. And then it was like putting on our big turf, which is like this big room where the squash courts are, but that was nice just to get a feel for the movement again. And then actually the three seniors on the men's team, they returned soon later. And then I was able to practice with other humans, teammates, um, which was really nice. Men's women's team don't usually practice together, but they're good players. So it was really nice to have other um, people to feed off like you know, just golf energy. Um, and then when they came, it was also time where we could move out to the golf course because of phase activities and also just the weather being warmer. And we got to play nine holes at this course at, called Moshaloo. Um, just hit around, get back into the feel of things, hitting off grass, definitely just getting back into it, I would say. Um, and these last three weeks, we've been practicing more because I'll actually be playing in the U.S. Women's Open Qualifier next Monday, May 10th. Um, so obviously in prep for my senior year of college golf, but also in prep of um, this qualifier, which hoping to perform as best as I can. Obviously, I think even in the past two weeks, there's been a lot of realizations that I've been not as like competitive just because I haven't played tournament golf in a while. Um but it's like good that I'm making this realization now rather than like waiting until fall. And, you know, just, I'm glad to be out there and give myself opportunities to improve and um, post scores. Cause that's, you just need practice and reps in golf, at least for me. So why don't you just give us a few details about where, where you're going to be playing and, you know, you told us when it's going to be and when you head out there. Yeah. Uh, the course is spring Lake golf course. It's in spring Lake, New Jersey. I think it's on the shore. Um, and I'll be playing the practice round tomorrow, actually, with my teammate. She is Christine Shao. She's class of 2023, one year below me. Um, so we'll be playing the practice round together tomorrow. And the qualifier itself is a 36-hole tournament within one day. So you play 18 holes, you maybe get 30 minutes break, and then you play your next thir- uh, next 18 holes. Um, that's next Monday, um, and my tea time is 9.08 a.m. And my dad will be caddying for me. He'll be on the bag. Um, I'll have my, yeah, he'll be on the bag. So that'll be nice. Just lots of daughter, father-daughter time together on the golf course. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's great. 
Did your dad teach you how to play? Who taught? I mean, you know, if you want to go back. He, he introduced me to the sport when I was four years old. Um, and I guess like when he was trying it out, like my brother tried it out and then they brought like me when I was like four or five years old, just to play around the golf car, play around. Um, yeah. So he introduced me to the sport and then I've always like practiced with him just cause at home, like at home at our home course, like whenever he goes to the range, I'll go to the range or whenever I go, like he'll come with me. Um, he always grew up, like I always grew up like with him coming to my tournaments and stuff. Um, definitely he is in love with the game and that makes it, all the better. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to be back on the course with him. Have you competed in that before? I've played in the qualifiers maybe like four or five times. Um, I always play it out of the Pennsylvania location. Um, it's definitely, I think prior to college golf, like you don't really play 36 whole tournaments. So that's why it's difficult. But now that I'm like stronger, I'm older, like mentally, like it's not as exhausting. We have 36, 18 tournaments where we'll play 36 holes on Saturday, 18 on Sunday. So I feel more confident going into it for sure. Um, and I guess I haven't played in the U.S. Women's Open, uh, like I haven't qualified for that, but I've played in a USGA event for the U.S. Junior Girls um, twice in 2017 and 2019. So um, before college and high school, and then again, like summer after freshman year of high school, uh, freshman year of college. Um, and USGA, it's like, top class events, which is always fun to go to. They do a wonderful job of organizing and hosting it. So so are you are you going to be playing in any other tournaments this summer or you have any internships lined up? Tell us about your summer plans before you uh, come back for senior year. Yeah, so for the summer, I will be in New York City. I'm going to be interning at a investment management firm called Brown Advisory. Super excited to just get some work experience. Um, but in terms of golf, I am planning on playing a couple of events, still in the process of like solidifying that schedule, kind of need to email and balance out with the internship when I can take off. But I do want to compete in the US Women's Am qualifier, which is later in the summer. And then also maybe one or two events, um, either in the middle of the summer or maybe like even in August, right before we get back. Cause once we get back, it's gonna be go, go, go. We have a, I already know like all of our tournaments lined up for the fall and really looking forward to just being there, competing there, posting scores and making it like the best senior year and the best year of golf. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I want to ask you before you go, uh, what's the, uh, the best golf course in your opinion that you've ever played at? Oh, that's such a tough one. Um, give me a top three if you can't narrow it down. Okay. In terms of experience, I went to St. Andrews when oh. I was a senior or right after graduation of high school. Nice. So that is the home of golf. So obviously the experience was just one of a kind, just everything about it, just being there, you could tell that there was a lot of history there. Um, and then second, I would say Pinehurst uh, growing up. Pinehurst is like golf paradise in the United States, I would say. Uh, just so many golf courses. And that's where the U.S. Kids Golf League, they have their champion, their world championship there. Um, actually, in terms of Pinehurst courses, like it's within the resort. But I really like this course called Southern Pines there. Super gorgeous, pretty flowers. I liked it. Um, and then I'm trying to think what other courses. I had to give a third one. You said you went to Portugal and there were some beautiful courses out there, but I don't know if that makes the list. 
Mm. All those courses were wonderful, but in terms of my favorite, uh, I would have to go back to like probably a course in Ohio just because I played so much golf there. Yeah. Maybe my home course is a very quirky one and that will always hold a special spot (laughs) in my heart. So I'll say that, but then we also have a sister course, which is wonderful. And I like playing that one much better. Give them a plug. What's the name? Um, Fox Meadow Country Club and Signature Signature Stolen Country Club. Um, Those are my home courses in Ohio, I would say. Um, Signature is where I predominantly practice, but I've played Fox Meadows a good amount of times. Um, But yeah, I would say those three different locations are what I remember like as being my favorite golf courses. Nice. I mean, the, nice. the homey feel at the home golf course is, is nice. Yeah. I've been there for like 15 years. So yeah. I recently moved to New Jersey. So I'm like my third year here. So I'm kind of like, I think I found what is now my, my what I would consider to be my home golf course, but what's it I called? Mean, uh, Francis Byrne. Okay. Golf course. And uh, it's actually, so it's an ex- it's a county course because like I don't know if New Jersey has like county courses where you like sign up to get the county card and whatever. Mm-hmm. And Francis Byrne is one of the ones in Essex County, and um, there's only three, but it's it's actually a really nice golf course. Yeah, they're redoing one of the other ones, so I could change my mind come July. But we'll see. <laughs> I like our home courses that we play for Columbia as well. They're both very nice and well maintained. I think one of them is a Pete Dye course, um, which is pretty cool. You play at Van Cortland at Columbia or no? No, we play at, well, Moshaloo is like our nine hole course that like, it's like easy. I've driven by Moshaloo so many times because it's right there. Like you can see it from like so many roadways. I don't get to play it a lot, like honestly before this year, but this past semester we've gone to it many times to just play nine holes. And it's like, it's like really nice. Just a good walking course, short, pretty Mm -hmm. Um not like the best thing in the world, but it's definitely like, it's very, it does the job and it's nice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right, Jennifer, thanks so much for taking some time this week. We're going to let you go now, uh, but we want to wish you luck next week at your tournament and we'll be following along. So make sure you follow at CU Lions W Golf uh, for updates on how Jennifer's doing at the US Open Women's Qualifier next week. All right, Jennifer, thanks again. Uh, Good luck again. And it's been great talking to you and catching up. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. It was an absolute pleasure to talk about some golf. Talk about Kyle's golf as well. I know. (laughs) It was great, wasn't it? And we got another week of this for me. Can't wait till next week. (laughs) Jen, if you want to come on next week, uh, you know. Uh, Maybe maybe for research, me and Kyle will play like 18 somewhere and then we'll we'll discuss on the research next. only research, <laughs> research. <laughs> you think we can get reimbursed for that kyle <laughs> I, uh, we'll see we'll see i don't know i don't know <laughs> all right so we'll be back next week with members of the men's golf team you can find us right here on twitch next wednesday or you can listen to this podcast or all the rest of our podcasts by searching for columbia athletics on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher soundcloud wherever you get the podcast, we are there. So for Kyle Nutrition, I'm Mike Kowalski. This is The Workcast presented by Jag One. We'll talk to you next week.